Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator with the University of Illinois Extension Service, and I wanted to cover a couple topics this week, uh, one being an insect and the other being a grassy-like weed. And when we talk about insects, um, you may have noticed uh, plants like uh, oak, maple, uh, mulberry, redbud, um, even cottonwood, uh, birch, apple, dogwood, uh, some of the euonymus black locusts have had the end of their branches uh, distorted. The leaves l- almost look like herbicide injury, except that it isn't. Uh, a lot of times the damage is, as I said, on the tips of the leaves, but also in the upper portions of the canopy where it might be a little harder to see until the damage is really pronounced. And what I'm really talking about here is a small insect called the potato leafhopper. Uh, it really seems to favor uh, red maples for the most part, and we have a lot of red maples and and, and uh, maple trees that have a lot of red maple genetics in them these days being planted as replacements for uh, the, uh, ash trees that were lost because those uh, red maple cultivars and others uh, have, are are fast growing but have but have good uh, growth. Uh, characteristics in terms of canopy and branch structure. So there's a lot of those out there. Um, It's going to stunt the annual amount of growth because it stunts the brand new leaves as as they come out. Um, So the insect itself, as a potato leafhopper, they're like these little tiny green wedge-shaped insects about an eighth of an inch long. So they're relatively small. Uh, they're winged and they fly from tree to tree to tree and within the tree. Um, um, so sometimes you go out, you see the damage, but you see no evidence of the of the insect itself. The other thing that they're clever at doing, if you think they're there, you can slowly turn the leaf over and see if you can spot them. But as you turn the leaf over, they just scoot around to make themselves, uh, they, they will hide themselves uh, elsewhere on the leaf as you're beginning to look. So it's, it's difficult to, to see them a lot of time, uh, but the damage is evident, as I said, especially we're getting lots of calls about red maple and red maple cultivars right now with the ends of the branches uh, seemingly distorted. Um, there's limited things you can do to them at this time of year because the damage is already, um, already done. Um, they will have, uh, can have generations, several generations a year. Um, you'll, you'll only see them or you, the evidence you might see is as the, as the insects, uh, um, growth is of a, of a nymphal nature as the young adults grow in size, they leave behind the old skins as they outgrow them. So you might see evidence of the insects themselves on the leaves, but never actually see the insect doing it. Um, treatment, um, if you're catching them early, is effective right now. Um, they are on uh, they're on the on the leaves. The damage would indicate that um, typically um, you will be needing to treat probably about every two weeks or so on the uh, on that to maintain uh, good clean foliage once you first discover the damage has begun. There are several there are several uh, products out there. Um, there's not uh, anything I'm aware of. Um, 
or organically that's going to really be truly effective, you could try some of the pyrethroids, which is the synthetic version of pyrethrins, which comes from the mum plant, which is organic. If you can find some pyrethrums, you could try that if you want to see if that's effective. Uh, so treatments are probably every two weeks to a month, depending upon the product. So the damage is happening right now. If you can stop it now, new emerging growth in the future will remain uh, healthy and okay. Uh, but it can stunt the annual growth of, of, our, uh, of, of our red maples in particular. But any of those plants that I mentioned in the beginning um, can, can be impacted. The other, the other plant I want to talk about this week uh, is yellow nutsedge. Now, yellow nutsedge as a plant itself uh, favors wet, almost waterlogged soils. We have certainly had a lot of that kind of condition exist this year. Um, in the lawn, it will come up. It'll be a light green, yellowy green looking grass-like weed, uh, which we might see in the lawn. Although um, a lot of times it's much more prevalent in the yard in our perennial beds or an annual bed uh, or a shrub bed because of the conditions we have had. Um, so that that mystery weed, if you will, in the lawn, uh, as I said, turns out turns out to be. Uh, uh, yellow nut sedge a lot of times is just called sedge. It's very interesting uh, and easy to identify if you pull the, uh, the, the yellow nut sedge out of the ground and cut it in two across the stem and look at the end of the stem. It will pe appear very triangular in, in nature. So that's the big giveaway uh, that it's, uh, it, it's a sedge, a yellow nut sedge. And then, and then uh, if you would allow that plant to go to seed, it has a very different seed head than that of, say, our regular grasses. Uh, so that individual plants, uh, again, they have that strong upright habit, and while they look grass-like, they're, they're clearly not. Uh, early on, they have this um, good fibrous root system similar to what our lawn grasses would have. Uh, later on in the season, they produce a, a, some rhizomatous roots, and on those roots form uh, little tiny nutlets, and that's part of why we call it yellow nut sedge. Uh, at that point, you can still pull or remove the nut sedge out of the lawn or the garden beds, yet the nutlet remains behind to remain dormant until next year or two years later when the conditions are right again, and then, and then up it comes. So uh, a yellow nut sedge can certainly be controlled easily. If you're out there weeding the vegetable bed, vegetable garden, the, the, the flower beds anyway, if it's coming up and you catch it when it's an inch or so tall, you've plucked it right out, there will not be any nuts left behind because it's not old enough to have produced them. So that's the best way to quickly get it out of the garden, get it out of the beds, and and prevent further infestations at least from nutlets uh, so that's one one good thing to do um, they these by the way these nutlets form uh, 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 anytime from say may through july but this year there i've noticed a variety of sizes so the earlier you can get the young plant out of the out of the garden out of the bed the better off you are so that's that's nut sedge uh, so um, be looking for it. You'll recognize it as a yellowy green grass-like plant in the lawn and in, and in your flower beds. Manual removal early on is uh, probably the easiest. 
uh, a non-selective translocatable herbicide might be used in open bare dirt, dirt areas, protecting any valuable plants when you treat uh, is another way to, uh, to manage that. So we'll be on the lookout for, as I said, the yellow nut sedge and uh, the potato leaf hopper on our valuable ornamentals. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Grain Side Up. It's been a pleasure. I'll be back again next week.